Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. An avid listener of BusinessWise recently asked me about how to handle COPE. The word COPE is C-O-P-E, COPE. Now, we have done almost 160 episodes of BusinessWise, and I felt certain that we must have covered this already, but I was surprised to discover that really we have not talked that much about it. Kind of surprising when you consider that one of the most common complaints from members is, I don't have time to implement the Hubbard Management System. Kind of like uh, being too busy to sharpen your saw when you're a woodsman, but anyway... Admittedly, this is less so recently. Uh, It seems particularly since we started this podcast series that coping yourself to death is out of vogue with most wise members. And I'm seeing more and more bright implementation than I've ever, I ever have before in my decades of helping business owners with LRH solutions. It could also be that the challenging economic environment of recent years has motivated people to be more uh, studious, I guess you could say, and dedicated. Members seem to be realizing the need to work smarter, not just harder, and that is showing up in the hundreds of success stories we receive from you guys and gals. So keep them coming, by the way. We love reading your success stories. But back to the point. Uh, A lot more could be said about handling COPE and getting organized. Now, we're going to reference what I would consider, in my humble opinion, one of the most important and basic articles written by Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, on the subject of management. It's maybe in the top 10 even, certainly in the top 50, in my opinion, right? It's simply called HATS, H-A-T-S, HATS, and is dated 22 September 1970 and is one you should study carefully if you have access to his writings. In this article, he defines COPE and gives a vital, extremely important law that I believe I've shared with you before but I'm going to share it with you again, so here we go. He starts out by defining cope. Quote, cope means to handle whatever comes up. In the dictionary, it means, quote, to deal successfully with a difficult situation, end quote. We use it to mean, quote, to handle any old way, whatever comes up, to handle it successfully and somehow. Then Mr. Harper gives us very, very important law. All capital letters, which means pay attention, basically, If you remain in COPE, the demand to COPE increases. L. Ron Hubbard. So just by looking at this definition of the word COPE, you get an idea, of course, of the concept of the word, but also understand this. If you are in COPE, you will never get out of COPE by doing more COPE. That will not work. The more you COPE, the more you drown. Simple. If you want to get out of COPE, you got to start to organize. All right, that's the fundamental. If you, can, if you remain, here it is again, the, the law. If you remain in COPE, he emphasizes the word remain. If you remain in COPE, the demand to COPE increases. Surely you have observed this. I, I would, if you think back on your experience, ask yourself, has coping ever gotten you out of COPE? No. The only thing that's going to get you out of COPE is to put some order in and to get some organization done. So being as this definition of the word COPE is contained in an article entitled HATS, one can presume that HATS has something to do with getting out of COPE. 
All right, so let's dig in on the rest of this article then. So he starts this article, and again, the date is, again, the date is 22 September 1970. It's called HATS, and it starts with the definition. Here we go. This is Mr. Hubbard's words. HAT, H-A-T, HAT, a term used to describe the write-ups, check sheets. Now, a check sheet is a, a piece of technology Mr. Hubbard developed to assist someone with study where all the things a person needs to study are arranged in a gradient, including the application aspects and the demonstration aspects in a sequence and order that will get him a result. So that's a kind of off-the-cuff definition of the word check sheet. So he says, hat, a term used to describe the write-ups, check sheets, and packs. So a pack would be that collection of materials that's reflected in the check sheet, right? So he says, hat, a term used to describe the write-ups, check sheets, and packs that outline the purposes, know-how, and duties of a post. It exists in folders and packs and is trained in on the person on the post. End quote. So that's from Mr. Hubbard. It's a, a very complete, thorough definition. You could almost memorize it. Because we use the word quite glibly, like, you know, he's hatted or here's his hat. But what is he really expressing? What's the full concept of that term? He's giving it to you beautifully and concisely right now with this definition. So I'm going to repeat it. Hat, a term used to describe the write-ups, check sheets, and packs that outline the purposes, know-how, and duties of a post. It exists in folders and packs and is trained in on the person on the post. End of definition. Now, just for good measure, I think we better define the word post. We've used it uh, fairly frequently in this uh, in business wise, but just let's make sure we got it. So a post is a position, job or duty to which a person is assigned or appointed. It's an assigned area of responsibility and action in an organization which is supervised in part by an executive. So that's what a post is, all right? So let's review this definition one more time. It's that important. Hat, this is from Mr. Hubbard. Hat, a term used to describe the write-ups, check sheets, and packs that outline the purposes, know-how, and duties of a post. It exists in folders and packs and is trained in on the person on the post. So that's the definition of the word hat. Now, remember that a person could have more than one post, could have more than one hat. So, you know, maybe the person's being the receptionist, but is also being the scheduler in your business, or is being a salesperson, but is also doing customer service functions. Uh, Don't advise that, by the way. But all I'm saying is, it's not unusual, particularly in a smaller uh, business or company, that a person's going to have more than one post and can be holding various different hats. So if you want to say they're hatted, you want to make sure that they have a write-up, check sheet, and pack that outlines the purposes, know-how, and duties of their post, whatever that might be. It doesn't have to be huge for a small post, but if it doesn't have the write-ups, usually written by people who've held the hat before, maybe you, As a founder of the organization, you've probably worn every hat in the organization. So uh, it'd be a very good place to start is just for you to write up your own hats. So it'd be write-ups. But then there'd be check sheets and packs because 
Uh, particularly if you're using Hubbard Management System, there's going to be various different references from Hubbard Management that probably relate to that post, and you're going to want the person trained on that. You want them hatted on that. Also, there may be some technical aspects to their job. There may be some policies you've instituted in your organization. Those things go into a pack, and they should have a check sheet. I could probably do a future podcast on what a check sheet is. It'd be useful, so you can do your own check sheets. Uh, we approve those at Wise East US, by the way. If somebody's written a check sheet, any of you, the listeners, say, gosh, I wonder if my check sheet's any good or not, send it to us. We don't charge you for that, and we'll take a look at it and let you know. But bottom line is, if you're really handing people, there's write-ups, check sheets, and packs that outline the purposes. Very, very, very important. Do not neglect purposes. What is the purpose of that post? It's almost like, well, first of all, it's a stable frame of reference, what we call a stable datum for that position. You got to kind of start with the purpose of the post and uh, the know-how, obviously, and the duties. So, you know, what's the know-how needed for this post and what are the duties? What are the responsibilities? All these aspects should be in a hat. If you don't have that, you don't have a hat, really. Look, at any hat's going to be better than no hat. And a lot of you probably have some hats written up and so on. But this is a science, you know, and this is a critical, critical element to you getting uh, out of cope. And actually, in the longer term and even mid-range term, many of my members would like to be free of their business. Of course, they want to be able to uh, produce in the business that they want to, but they'd also like to be able to leave maybe for a period of a few months to pursue some other interest or engage in some volunteer activity of some sort that is meaningful to them or just to have a life of some sort outside of their business. This technology, this know-how of hats is critical to that. Utterly, utterly critical that. So now I'm going to go into this. Now, remember, technology is knowledge that can be applied to get a result. That's a handy definition for technology. We use it a lot in the Hubbard Management System. In fact, we call the Hubbard Management System a management technology. It comes from the word uh, techne, which is art or skill, logos, study of. So he's talking about hat technology. He's not talking about smartphones here. He's talking about the know-how of how to produce hats and their necessity, Okay. So he says, um, he's introducing the subject. He says, hats, this is Mr. Hubbard's words, hats developed in 1950 for use in orgs, short for organizations, which he was creating at the time. Hats developed in 1950 for use in orgs as a special technology. The term and idea of a hat comes from conductors or locomotive engineers, etc., each of whom wears a distinctive and different type of headgear. A, quote, hat, end quote, therefore designates particular status and duties in an organization. That's the first paragraph of this section of the reference. Now, um, hats is pretty common parlance in business in the business world today. But remember, Hubbard developed this in 1950. This is uh, quite old hat, not to be funny, but it's been uh, in use for a long time in, in uh, organizations as uh, have been constructed and administered with the Hubbard Management System. And it's now, as many things have been in the Hubbard Management System, it's now finding its way in the vernacular of the, of the business world today. But he's the originator in the, and he coined that term and that's its derivation from these uh, train engineers and conductors and cooks and uh, porters and so on. Every one of them wore a different hat. All right. He continues the article. He says, a hat is a specialty. It handles or controls certain particles, listen carefully, 
it handles or controls certain particles in various actions and receives changes and routes them. Now, this is a fundamental of organization that is very, very important to understand that any post, or we can also use the word terminal because a terminal is an endpoint and a, and a beginning point of a communication line. And basically, any organization is only made up of lines, terminals, and particles. Particles are the things that move on those lines, right? Very simplistic, but that's nonetheless true. So a receptionist will, for instance, receive a particle. The particle is a body. The body comes in. The body has no idea who they need to see or where they're supposed to sit or what's supposed to happen next. So the receptionist makes a change with that particle. They now orient that person. They tell them where to sit. They tell them what to expect. They have give them something to fill out. So now they are a better oriented person or customer or patient or client or what have you. And that is the product of the receptionist. They've made a change to that particle. If you're in construction, you receive a sheet of plywood and you're uh, in charge of the cut list, uh, you're taking a four by eight sheet of plywood and you're cutting it up into dimensions that are needed for the cabinet that's going to be assembled by uh, the cabinet maker or what have you. So you receive a particle, you make changes to it, and then you pass it on to the next post or terminal, which would, of course, be the, the cabinet maker or the assembler. And uh, you have to be had it to know how to affect those changes. This is rock bottom basics on organization. You need to understand it well. Think with it conceptually. Every post, every uh, hat has duties and know-how connected with it. And to the degree that they understand those things and can execute those things, you will have a productive, smooth-running organization. And to the degree that they are not trained, that they are not hatted, it will be um, a mess. To one degree or another, it'll be inefficient and it will be a source of great frustration for you. And you will find yourself coping more and more and more. Oh, man! So he says, I'll repeat that, a hat is a specialty. It handles or controls certain particles in various actions and receives changes and routes them. A hat designates what terminal in the organization is represented and what the terminal handles and what flows the terminal directs. So you say, okay, this guy over here, he's our salesperson. Okay, we're routing the particle, the customer to the salesperson. Oh, you're the salesperson. I think almost any customer or client or patient knows what to expect. That's their hat. They probably have some idea of what's about to you know, occur, and it gives them an orientation. And, of course, the salesperson needs to know their hat and know how to enlighten the person correctly and to discover their needs and their wants and get them paid up for the service that's going to help them, right, or the product. Okay, so that's, you know, he's the salesperson. That's his hat. Now, that designates then uh, what he's representing and what he handles and what flows the terminal directs. Also, the salesperson, he's a terminal he has sold the person the service. Now he gets routed to the person who delivers the service, let's say. You know, okay, good. You paid up. Now go see the doctor or go see the uh, uh, the auto mechanic or whatever it is that you're routing to, the, uh, the whatever it is you're routing the person to so that they uh, proceed with the next step, which is usually, well, it can be to invoice the money, you know, if they're going to treasury or usually into some sort of service zone uh, or delivery zone. Okay, that would be the normal thing for a salesperson to the next terminal on the line for them to route to, if you will. So that's their channel. So he says, um, 
Every hat has a product. Remember that. Every hat has a product. The product can be represented as a statistic. Two important elements of this. Every hat has a product, so that product should be defined in the hat. The product can be represented as a statistic, so every hat should define the statistic that represents that product as being achieved. Two important datums. Okay. Any job or position in the world could have its own hat. The reason things do not run well in a life, an org, a group, nation, or the world is an absence of hats. Boy, would I ever like to have had a father hat when I was raising my son. Not that I did a terrible job, but who gets hats for that? You know, you, you, you bring a family into the world, you bring children into the world. Okay, dad, here's your hat. Okay, mom, here's your hat. How about just a hat on how to be a good spouse, you know, or how to be a, a good citizen? You know, all this stuff that we're teaching in schools today, God knows what. I'm not even going to get into it. You've all read the news, you know, the kinds of things that are being introduced in kindergarten now and, you know, preschool and grades one to five or whatever. How Look, I would teach them whatever, but one of the things that would be very valuable to teach them would be their hat as a citizen of this country. You know, my wife and I were taking a walk uh, this morning. This around the block. We live in New York City. And the trash on the streets, the filth, you know? And it's kind of like, wow, you know? Does anybody sort of ever get a hat? Like, you're not actually supposed to sully your environment like this. You know? <laughs> I mean... Some guys could be refusing to learn their hats. They could be uh, in protest against their hats. They could be too drunk to remember their hats. I don't know. But uh, bottom line is, it's not even being taught to respect one's environment and to respect other people. Look, uh, I don't know that we have to teach them, you know, 68 different, um, the number of genders that have been defined these days. I don't know that we have to teach all 68 genders or 74 genders or whatever the number of genders are. But maybe we could teach people the importance of tolerance, the importance of granting a beingness to others and respect, just as fundamentals. You know, how many categories can we come up with for something? I don't know. But a fundamental that every, you know, child could and should learn, that should be part of their hat as a human being. Or, you know, it's not like you got born and then here's your manual. Here's how you're, you know, let's hat you as a, as a participant in the human race. You know, these are things that have to be uh, trained. You know, the hat should include the, uh, <laughs> I mean, let's, we could take it to the sublime here, write-ups, check sheets, and packs. Okay, you know, here here you go, buddy. You know, you're three years old, get started on your hat. Maybe that's a bit ridiculous, but you get the notion and the concept and the importance of hats and how the absence of hats is creating chaos in our society today and um, uh, in families and so on, you know, work ethic, for instance, you know, the idea that in order to have something, you have to do something and you have to produce something. These are foreign concepts in many, many cases. No one's teaching them. You know, what are your civic responsibilities? How do you vote? How do you determine who to vote for? These things are not being taught. So small wonder that we have as many issues as we have in the world today. All right. So I guess I got off on a tangent, but let's carry on with this article. He says, any job or position in the world could have its own hat. 
The reason things do not run well in a life, an org, a group, nation, or the world is an absence of hats. The reason why an org runs well when it does is hats. That's If your organization is running well to whatever degree you are now using hats, whether you did it willy-nilly, whether you're aware you were doing it or not, it runs to as well as you hat people and people have hats. And then he goes on to say, any protest of anyone against things not running right can be traced to lack of hats. Any slump an org goes through can be traced directly and at once to an absence of one or more hats being worn. How about that for a fundamental? You have a slump, you got a problem in your organization. There's a lot of different aspects to it. There could be different elements to it. You don't know which area it is necessarily that's causing the problem. But one thing you do know, any slump an org goes through can be traced directly and at once to an absence of one or more hats being worn. Good law to put uh, in reverse and letters of fire on the inside of your forehead. All right, so I'm going to wrap up. We didn't cover the whole article. Uh, There's a lot in here. There's a lot of information about how to create a hat, what has to go into a hat, what we just covered with some of the fundamentals. But there is a last section here that I think is very poignant, you know, to use a $16 word, just very impactful, very important, very deep. And I wanted to wrap up this uh, today's episode with this quote from the article, Hats. And the section is called Ethics. And he says this, Mr. Robert says this, quote, when a person has no hat, he lacks purpose and value. When he has no purpose and value, he not only goofs, he will commit crimes. So think about that. And when you have people who are really committing crimes in your business, and that happens, you know, realize where that's stemming from. They don't have a purpose. They don't have a value. They haven't been had it. He goes on to say this. It is apparently easier to hit with ethics than to program and give someone a full hat and get him trained on it. Police action is not a substitute for having purpose and value. This is so fundamental that one can even trace the unrest of a nation to lack of purpose and value. Let's read that one again. This is so fundamental that one can even trace the unrest of a nation to lack of purpose and value. A huge welfare program guarantees crime and revolt because it gives handouts, not hats. By doing only this over the world, we would own the planet as... In an expanding population, individual purpose and value are the most vital and wanted commodities. Do you ever think of it that way? We look at the unrest. What's at the bottom of it? You're not giving us enough handouts. You know, whatever you think is a problem isn't the problem if it doesn't resolve. And that applies to individuals, too. What are they clamoring for? They don't know really what they're clamoring for. I'll tell you what they're clamoring for. Purpose and value. You need to know that. Because... We're counting on you to provide your team purpose and value. You yourself need to acknowledge to yourself what is your purpose, what is your value, and take stock of that and whatever else you're doing with your enterprise, okay? But I'm going to read that again. 
He says, by doing only this over the world, we would own the planet as in an expanding population. Individual purpose and value are the most vital and wanted commodities. If there are no real hats, there will soon be no money of any value and no bread. L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, there might be money, but not money of any value. Look at how valueless money is becoming right now. Why? Because there's no hats and there's no production, no real production. So purpose and value. Help uh, provide it to people in your environment. Give them a purpose. Give them a value. Produce real products. Get them hatted so that they can produce real products. And you will have not only a smoothly running organization, you will be part of the solution this planet so desperately seeks and needs. He says, you know, we would own the planet. It's not like we want to own the planet, but for God's sake, someone's got to own it because no one's owning it right now except a bunch of wackos who are trying to own it. And uh, we need to, as sensible citizens, come together, learn truths and fundamentals and apply them in our lives and start to build a better world. Uh, Enterprise by enterprise, family by family, community by community. That's how we're going to do it. And we're going to be able to do it to the degree that we apply what we're learning here with the Harvard Management System and we learn about hats, purpose, and value in production. Okay, so that wraps it up for uh, this episode. I'll probably be doing a couple more episodes to help you deal with COPE and organization. There's more to cover on this, but I thought I'd start out with this one. It's one of my favorites. Again, I mentioned one of the most important uh, articles from Mr. Hubbard on the subject of of management that I know of. And I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave us your comments. Uh, Write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Let us know uh, how you're doing, wins, or if you need help. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much for listening.